and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And we are wrapping up 2022. Hey, kia ora. Chambers, welcome back. Ah, thanks, Michelle. It's so good to be back. Kia ora, everyone. Oh, we have talked about this for so long and I've had so many people ask me how you're doing in Cairns and I've been telling them that you will be coming back onto the show and we've managed to make it work for the very last episode of the year. So I think that's a great one, though. I think it's great too. I mean, we started the new year together and now we're finishing the year together. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, how is life in Cairns? Oh my goodness. Well, it's warm and <laughs> slightly humid. No, it's beautiful. I love it. Oh my goodness. I feel like I found my people. And that's not to say that Aotearoa isn't full of my people, but um, it was a very big move to make, mm. very move to make and I have met some absolutely wonderful friends over here and made some great connections in such a short space of time yeah because how long has it been now you went in February yeah 10 months yeah wow oh that's so cool and you're obviously enjoying the work that you're doing over there oh my goodness it's so lovely it's such a that's one of my points that I wanted to talk about later it's been really lovely just getting pure sales focused on nothing else but sales and having lots of fantastic products to look after as well. So yeah, it's been great. Awesome. And you've been pretty busy outside of work since you moved over there because <laughs> you've bought a house, you've moved Boris the dog over yes. with you. Like you're practically Australian now. Can I say that? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Come and say g'day. <laughs> Whereas in Australia, I'll be happy about that one. I know. And I have to say, I felt like a slight imposter when I was over in the UK and Europe representing Australia. Mm -hmm. My goodness, it was very odd doing that as opposed to talking about New Zealand and Aotearoa. So yeah, that was an interesting one to get my head around. But nonetheless, it was easy to switch. And honestly, they are two wonderful countries, very both very diverse and great to be able to represent. So Yeah. yeah very fortunate Hmm. oh very cool and have you noticed any major differences between how things operate in Australia and New Zealand (laughs) I'd like to say so but actually (laughs) no no oh cool no No, they're really similar it's absolutely wonderful for those in in Australia working in the tourism industry looking at Aotearoa and thinking my goodness it'd be a great place to go and do a few years of work over there and whatever I encourage it because you will slip in and vice versa as well yeah it was really easy the the systems the wholesale you know connections all of those things they're all very very same pathways all that kind of distribution is exactly the same although not exactly the same since covid you know those things have changed a wee bit and are very interesting there's some interesting stuff going on in that space and i got to catch up with kathy turner a couple of weeks ago awesome she did tell me that yeah (laughs) it was really lovely to meet in person yeah i know i was really surprised she sent me a message and she said i'm in Cairns, and guess who i've just seen and obviously it had to be you because i don't know anybody else in Cairns. (laughs) and she said oh we met for the first time and i'm like what i can't yeah yeah. i was surprised by that one of those things i'd never had the opportunity before and when i hugged her i said to her you were my inspiration for this move so Mm. at the end of the day it was that episode we recorded that just gave so much optimism to where Australia was going and heading to where New Zealand was still at that 
made me make the decision. The final straw that broke the camel's back was that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Look, I love those stories that come out of this podcast and I've got a few to share later on in the episode as oh, well. Great. So that's a third one that I can add to it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I changed my life thanks to Destinate NZ. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you've been out and you're exploring the world. You've been to the UK. What was that like? What's it like being wow. out? Yeah, so I had to go back to the UK twice this year, which one wasn't planned. And it was mm-hmm. for a very sad reason. My father passed. However, he did have jelly and ice cream the night before. So he died a happy man. Let's just <laughs> that. And um, anyway, so traveling back then in May and then traveling again in, oh, what was it? November was, was interesting. May was Look, there were still some things that were left over from COVID. Like you still had to do an application online before you left Heathrow, which just took forever to declare that you were fine, even Mm -hmm. though they had all your paperwork, everything, blah, blah, blah. So you didn't have to do that this time. Basically, this time was as normal ex-COVID as ever I've traveled. Plane was rammed. Both planes were rammed. So I flew Penn, Singapore, Singapore, Heathrow. And the Singapore Heathrow both legs, both times in both in May and in um, November were absolutely chocker. There wasn't mm. a Heathrow. Everybody wow. wanted to get out there. People were traveling the world. I've, I sat next to people who were going to Vietnam, to Indonesia, to other places out of Singapore, people going back to Europe, you know, like everyone, everyone was traveling and they were just so grateful to be traveling again. Mm. So ultimately, yeah, no, travel's back. And what was, I mean, I'm happy to talk about my trip over in London now if you want to. Mm, Yeah. Marketplace. What was amazing was the product managers that were over there, they were pretty much all the same product managers from pre-COVID. So they'd stuck it out. Yep. Good. They had lots of product knowledge about both Australia and New Zealand and were really keen and eager to get people back there. The demand is really high for both. Cost of living, I thought was going to be a really interesting concept in terms I thought it was going to be talked about and it wasn't mm. even spoken about. Really? Okay. Not a appointment. It was on all the news. It was everywhere in the UK. Like every news article was talking about cost of living crisis. Really yeah. And yet these travel agents and wholesalers and itos that we were talking to they have had their best year since 2019 so i had when i went over to the uk we did the travel counselors trade show up in liverpool which was Mm -hmm. interesting and um we also did marketplace in london so the travel counselors trade show here's here's a stat that will just blow your mind they are mainly majority women but you know some guys that work from her travel agents yep franchise network for those who don't know anything about them I sure as hell didn't until I got that anyway 2019 650 million pounds was their turnover 2022 was 800 million pounds wow they have had their most record year today and demand is still high still strong they're calling it revenge travel they're calling it we never want to get stuck down here again we've saved we've done the kitchen we want to do the travel so yeah and of course you know Europe opened up to the UK a lot quicker than the likes of Australia and New Zealand and further afield but yeah nonetheless it's it's very exciting the biggest thing we're going to have the challenge with and I'm not telling anybody anything new is capacity on air, yep. airlines it's going yes. to be a very very bumpy ride a bit of volatility there while they move 
aircraft into different places to open up different routes and service those different routes. But of course, they're not servicing any particular route seven days a week most of the time. That's yeah. In itself, yeah, yeah, totally. Now you get the connection over to Thailand, but good luck in getting out of Thailand for five. <laughs> get another connection, you know, like it's going to cause problems at least for the the very first six months. But lots of positivity about twenty four getting us back to where we were in twenty nineteen. Mm, cool. So. Some of that growth that's coming through, you mentioned travel counsellors, but that's probably something that is happening across the UK trade space. Is some of that because people are shifting their habits away from booking direct and online? Do you think, like, did they talk about that or is this just more people travelling? It's really interesting. So, of course, with the demise of like STA, for instance, Mm -hmm. where that was huge in that youth space, how are the youth looking to book? Have they been burnt? Mm. Yes. And so there's a bit of that market share that's looking like it's going to remain direct. However, the reality is when everything blows up or a crisis happens or occurs, you want to be able to speak to somebody on the end of the phone that can sort it out at least tell you they're helping you to sort it out and get you out of that, whatever that may be. And let's be honest, that could be, God forbid, an earthquake, a horrific cyclone, whatever it might be that happens in nature's creation of what's going to cause mayhem and to get you out of there. So a lot of people are preferring to do those more expensive tickets through travel trade. However, that said and done, let's be honest, I just said to you, it was the UK booking through to Europe and they're using travel trade, which is unheard of previously you would you might buy the flight because it was a bargain deal at flight center or something like that Mm. or house of travel and you buy the package but the rest yeah high more likely you're going to buy your flight online and then buy your accommodation online so yeah it's changed Mm. yeah definitely Mm. and how much of an impact is what's happening in ukraine having on people's inclination to travel I mean I'm guessing that that was probably a bigger topic than maybe even cost of living or how, how did that go down I couldn't believe it didn't even come up really didn't even come up not once I'm not even gonna lie I was like wow yeah 100% I thought that was going to be an issue oh no, it's yeah I don't even want to say that it's like in the back it's in the back of people's mm-hmm. minds but it's I think What's in most people's minds is the fact that they just want to travel. They've learned that they it can be taken away so easily. They just don't want to lose it again. So that certainly wasn't a major factor or an effect. Yeah, the biggest one that they spoke about was the capacity on airlines. They've got mm-hmm. the demand and it is so tough getting people on. And of course, then because there's the lack of capacity, the costs are enormous. Mm-hmm. So... What I mean for me, it just gives you an extension of that demand. It's just going to push it out for longer. And which is why I think they think if they can get 24 back to be having like capacity open, we're going to be back to close to 2019 numbers for both New Zealand Mm. and Australia. Mm. Interesting. And so the event itself that you were at, the marketplace, is that a a Tourism Australia event that was organized? Yeah. So how does that compare to a, a Kiwi link? What's different? What do the Aussies do? Okay, it was enormous. Yeah. Enormous. Like we had this entire floor of this convention centre and what would normally be, like, so Queensland would have been alone, would have been what we would have taken as KiwiLink. 
with all the operators and then wow. you've got South Wales and then you've got all the other states there being represented with huge amounts of operators I it was like Kiwi Link on steroids <laughs> well, like, almost like trends but in the UK 100 yeah. percent, way more like trends than it did Kiwi Link yeah it was it was nuts we only had two days and the first day after all the introductions and the briefings and everything I started at nine and went through to five so there were mm-hmm. it was a big day and then a party in the evening of course and again that yeah, was yeah. on steroids again from <laughs> the parties Kiwi Link's throw not that they're never small don't get me wrong so yeah like, yeah and then the next day we started at eight and went all the way through to five 30 so it was another massive day but that was it and so you were limited on the amount of appointments mm. you got which is a bit of a shame but the ones I had were brilliant and they wanted to see me as much as I wanted to see them so it was it was it was really good quality over quantity but yeah mm. I reckon we could have done one more day yes yeah. especially yeah. being so long since we've all caught up face to face oh absolutely because you'd spend just yeah, sometime almost debriefing on what's happened in the last couple of years, wouldn't you? Before you, yes. and this is where I am now. This is what I'm doing. Yes, yes. And but great, I will say one thing. And if Tourism New Zealand are listening to this, it's something definitely to take into account. And they structured it so that we had 13 minute appointments and then two minutes to switch. Mm-hmm. And you needed those two minutes because the floor was so, yeah. Well, sounds like it. Convention center was enormous that we were in. And and anyway, long story short, was in it brilliant time you had I had eight products that I had to promote mm-hmm. under refund limited and I had plenty of time to promote each one and every each and every one of those products and talk about them and anything that was new or any updates that I needed to do plus I had time for questions at the end on either mm-hmm. side and honestly more often than not the 13 minutes were filled but not overfilled like you might get through it quicker with some because they already knew quite a bit about it and so you'd just be covering off the products they didn't have too much idea about and then you have time for a bit of a chinwag and that debrief mm. and it was really nice to connect and oh yeah I'm like go for those 13 minutes like they were really really good so yeah brilliant oh that sounds awesome and now so that was marketplace you've yeah. also you came back to meeting place is that right I got a bit confused with that because I'm thinking I thought you were at marketplace and then all these people were saying they're in cans but that's an ATEC event is it yeah so tell us about that because obviously we've just had the tourism export council Christmas symposium here in New Zealand so what's ATEC doing over there Um, took everyone to Cairns this year I know they did. So I have to apologize. I actually wasn't there. My staff, oh. my sales exec, Elle Jones, actually went in attendance for us, which was wonderful. But I did get to have a bit of an insight on it. But it was incredibly busy. From those operators that did attend, they said it was really worthwhile. ITOs were really good, really interested. The, the only thing that I think the highlight and the negative thing on the ITOs is they all want these rates. But like we're all trying to pump them out and they also don't have staff to put them in either. Mm, and it's like yeah. there's that battle going on that they need them, we want them, blah, 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 everything else. And also there's quite a bit of change in that ITO state area as well. And mm. not for me to comment too much on it, but there's some transitions and there's people shopping around more than they used mm-hmm. to in terms of the travel trade. So That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. I won't comment on different companies that I've heard things about, but yeah, Kathy Turner certainly had a lot to say in that space and what Go Way are doing. Um, yeah. 
yeah that, that speaks volumes for itself but yeah it's watch this space on the travel trade it's definitely having a bit of a change up and it was always mm. going to after covid let's face it it's interesting though just going quickly back to marketplace and comparing it to marketplace usa for australia which mm-hmm. my boss kath went to kath o'brien and usa none of the product managers were the same majority of them apart from the swains and a few others majority of them were like have changed all changed all new very green it was destination marketing you were doing at that right product marketing yeah or sales i should say yeah so the u.s market is going to take a while to bounce back because there's no one there that knows anything about anything of this area and that's for both new zealand and australia well Um, well interestingly enough we're seeing our usa numbers are so strong here Right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's that question how it's arriving here, whether it's coming direct or through trade. And we had Air New Zealand on the podcast last week and they talked about it being a 50-50 split. So, yeah, it's interesting. I think we're still probably seeing a little bit of that VFR traffic coming through out of the States and the high-end, high-yielding visitation is doing quite well as well. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be an issue with the states like you said and look it's really a hop skip and a jump when you compare it to flying from europe so there is that yeah exactly that that more direct is more likely and the us are pretty tech savvy let's face it they've got a passport they're very tech savvy yeah (laughs) that's so true (laughs) hey now tell me did you get any like i'm gonna say gossip and i use that word lightly but around what people are saying about new zealand obviously you're there representing australia but you've still got Half of a foot in New Zealand, maybe, or just you still might be interested. My entire heart lies in New Zealand. 100%. I, you wouldn't believe how homesick I get for New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And being in London representing Australia, I just felt so guilty. <laughs> you were cheating on your first lover. <laughs> I did. So when I, yeah, no, look, everybody loves New Zealand. They talk so highly of the people, the food, the typography, the the opportunity to explore in such a small space of time, especially when you compare it to the distances you have to travel in mm. Australia to, to go from one to the other in dramatic changes of environment. Yeah. Let's face it, you can be in Nelson and then six hours later you're in Christchurch and then two hours later you're in Mount Cook, which couldn't look any more different than Nelson. Yeah. So, and six hours on the road here in Australia might take you to another beach. So, like, <laughs> or another straight red road. <laughs> Yeah, so vastly different. I think there's a beautiful fondness for travel to New Zealand and desire to get there. They really can't wait to get out. A lot was talked about the sustainability. I have to be honest, I think New Zealand do the sustainability way better than Australia do. Australia need to catch up big time. And I don't think they realise how much they need to catch up. We've obviously started working towards our reconciliation plans over here. So we've got to reconciliate the Asian action plan with our business and that is something that tourism is trying to take the lead on working with our indigenous communities which is mm-hmm. wonderful to see finally that's happening over here but again New Zealand is leaps and bounds ahead in that space and so and that's known yes yeah. it's talked about very different though in terms of the different tribes and gangs that you've got over here to over in New Zealand with your Maori mm-hmm parties and how they all work together and some don't but majority yep. do yeah something that is really 
Queensland's really trying to break that mold. There's some really fantastic work going up here with our Indigenous communities and mm. we've really special stuff going on in our company with them as well. So I really look forward to seeing that forge ahead. But yeah, in terms of gossip for New Zealand, it's loved. It's in everyone's hearts. They can't wait to get back. And yeah, you'll be seeing them very soon. (laughs) Good to hear. That's good. And we're talking a lot over here about regenerative tourism. That's kind of the, I say the buzzword and I, I don't want to sort of downplay it because I think the concept of regenerative tourism is really important. Is that a thing in Australia as well? Are you talking about that or where are you sitting on that whole sustainability journey as a country? Yeah, okay. That's And it's interesting because I was listening to your, can I just say, favourite show ever? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay. So for those <laughs> listening in wondering what Chambers is talking about, when I interviewed Nadine from Kohutapu Lodge, I messaged Chambers and said, I have just completed my most favorite interview ever. Because I do, I love what Nadine stands for. I love her story. I love her passion. And I just had to tell you that it was my favorite. So it doesn't take it away. And I think I put that on my social media that I'm not taking it away from anybody else who's been on the show and spoken with you and me and and me on my own. But yeah, it is. And the stats don't lie. She's been one of our most popular. So, (laughs) And she does. She has the most beautiful story. And yeah, yeah, no, you definitely mentioned it on social. You mentioned it on the podcast. You definitely sent me a message about it. So no, (laughs) I'm truly in there. (laughs) Just checking. You've got it. It's sunken. Anyway, the fact of the matter is regenerative tourism, it actually made me think about, like, are we actually even having that conversation? And are we having it in a different, is it named something different over here? Or mm-hmm. to be really frank, the reconciliation side of things is probably one part of that conversation. Yep. And then the sustainability is the other one. And like I said, look, honestly, sustainability has a lot to catch up on in Australia. It mm-hmm. really the amount of single plastic use everywhere I can't believe it you've got the same supermarkets over here and it blows me away that they still wrap in single-use plastic when New Zealand's supermarkets that are owned by the same people and the same brands just something different are doing it different and I'm just Mm. like learn from them and the amount of times you walk into a supermarket and it's not often I forget my reusable bag but when I do I sure as hell don't want to have to buy a plastic one yeah and it just the fact that it's available and sometimes the paper ones aren't whereas when it should play around like you shouldn't be able to get hold of a plastic bag I thought that phased them out over there as well no no it's wow charge you for the privilege it's like oh my god this is isn't really solving the problem (laughs) so and then and I'm talking about supermarkets here but that really goes to speak for Australia as a whole in their sustainability they are so far behind and so honestly if they wanted to talk about regenerative tourism it will be something but we need to actually just work on sustainability yes yeah it's not even there and we're doing some great stuff. Like I put the challenge out there when I first arrived and said, can we, you know, why don't we make a pledge that in a year and a half's time, we're not going to have bins on our boats. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. can't we do it? Why can't we do it? And they were all like, what, what? 
Anyway, what, what would somebody do? It would, they wouldn't throw it into the Great Barrier Reef. I was like, of course they wouldn't. We'd educate them not to. They have to bring them. Oh, yeah, that's right. it. It is almost just starting somewhere, isn't it? And I know when we had Gisela on the show and we were talking about which program to join and how, and that was pretty much it. Just start with something small. If you can educate your guests and you get everybody on the journey, that something small snowballs into something a little bit bigger. And then all of a sudden people will be giving you ideas on what they'd like to see in your operation and you just go from there because it does seem like from all of the intel that we're getting is that people are starting to make more conscious choices about the products that they chose yes agreed and that's definitely something that is being played on here and focused on here so yeah it's going to be really interesting watching that space over the next year and as a company we're forging ahead so I'm very happy about that one yeah I feel like I've joined the right one he's definitely making changes but we could all be doing better here in Australia I'm not gonna lie yeah yeah oh cool okay so Chambers that was a fabulous update on what you've (laughs) been up to but before we came on the recording we did talk a little bit about maybe having a chat on reflecting on the year and three things that we have individually learned this year. So do you want to kick us off with one of yours? <laughs> Great, put me in the spotlight. Okay. Okay. So I think my first one on reflection is, it has to be my number one, is be brave. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, it was a very daunting idea of packing up everything in New Zealand, Aotearoa, and moving over to Australia for my oe as i called Mm -hmm. it (laughs) i remember you saying it was your oe and we were thinking that you would go and get an oe job and here you are as head of sales and suddenly (laughs) it's like actually that's not an oe you've just moved countries (laughs) for a promotion (laughs) yeah and can i talk to that just quickly because that's probably so be brave is my one and don't miss out on something because you're nervous Mm. just swallow swallow those nerves Go for gold, give it a go, because more often than not, it's probably going to work out in your favor, 100%. I think my next one, I did talk about connections. And I think I speaking to that is, look, I was incredibly fortunate, as you well know, Michelle, working for a beautiful company in New Zealand and a brilliant CEO who, when I had had enough, because enough was enough, and I'm talking about COVID, nothing else. Yep, yep. Yeah, the company yeah. itself was amazing and had supported me through it and everything and everything else that went with it. But when I'd had it enough and I wanted to throw the rag in, I spoke to him and his name is Adam Joyce. And I spoke to him and I said to him, OK, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm, there's opportunity in, the, in Australia and I'm just going to apply for jobs. And you've obviously been my last boss, so I want to put you down as a reference. And I need, I'm just going to tell you because then then, you know. Yeah. And he just turned around and said, would you like me to call John O'Sullivan, which is my now CEO? And that is amazing. And it really speaks to how important connections in your own company are mm. and having a really good work ethic and really, really fine tuning that relationship that you have with your boss, because they are the ones that ultimately look after you and can open doors, whether it be within the company itself or whether it be externally. Somewhere and, else, yeah. Yeah, and what an amazing, like, how selfless and amazing was it that he picked up the phone to Joss and the rest is history. Within three weeks, I was over here in Australia. So, yeah, connections. Be brave and connections. And um, my last and final one, I think, of a reflection is just opportunity. It's always there and you may look 
for opportunities in certain areas. I certainly did. We looked at buying a business and that didn't work out. We looked at multiple different other opportunities in Mm. New Zealand before deciding that Australia was the one for us. And just keep going for them, like go down the path of working out what that opportunity might be and explore it and weigh it up. And sometimes you might decide it's not the opportunity you originally thought it was when it first presented itself, or it might be. And Mm. and that goes back to those other two, be brave, you'll make connections, you've got connections, use those to your best ability and go for gold. Well, awesome. <laughs> That's a great year for you. I'm so <laughs> chuffed for you. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, obviously, this isn't the first time we've chatted since you left in February. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a, this isn't new to me, but I, yeah, I just want to publicly say I'm just com- <laughs> like so incredibly chuffed and proud of what you've done. Oh, thank you. I think it's just been amazing watching you settle in because it has been a big move and. Yeah, I like obviously I've moved. We've both moved a lot yeah. in our lives and I know how much of a disruption that is to your life and I know how much you enjoyed <laughs> the life that you had down in Wanaka and working at Mount Cook and Flight. And, yeah, it's just great that you've landed on your feet in Cairns. I'm so happy. Couldn't believe it. And honestly, if you told me three years ago I'd be in Cairns in this kind of temperature, this kind of humidity, <laughs> I would never in a million years have believed you. But my God, I'm so glad I am. Yeah, and it just feels so good. So anyway, I've done my three. What's yours? Okay, well, mine are a little bit similar to yours. It was interesting listening to you talking about being brave because that's kind of a similar theme to one of mine. And I sat down and I thought about it and I thought I've really worked on, and I know we've talked about it on the show previously, but really worked on blocking out that imposter syndrome that tends to creep in Mm -hmm. a little bit and I think especially for me because I work on my own so sometimes you just forget what you're capable of I think and so this year I've made a conscious effort to step outside of my comfort zone a little bit and block out that imposter syndrome. And there's two projects that I've been invited to be part of this year and they're outside of the tourism industry. And both times I've sat there going, oh, my goodness, look at the people sitting around the table. I am not as good as them. I'm not as experienced as them. These these things start creeping into your brain, right? And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you get there. And at the end of the day or the week or the weekend, whatever it's been, you've got people saying to you, thank you so much for being here. We're so glad to have you around the table. Oh. And you're, and all of a sudden you're like, of course, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. But, you know, sometimes there's those nerves. So you talked about being brave. I just like to think it's back yourself and have yes. the confidence in your ability because we haven't got to this age and stage without Knowing a few things along yeah. the way. So, <laughs> that, Absolutely. yeah, so that's Go. probably my number one. Another one has been really about this whole surge back into what a lot of people are considering normal life because the last two years, and it's finding or working hard to maintain that work-life balance that we've had over the last two years, which was forced upon us because let's face it, there wasn't much happening in the tourism space. But it's been really interesting just watch 
in the last six months especially how some people have forgotten that and for me that's been really important so I've been trying to and consciously making an effort to block space in my diary to say this is my exercise time Mm -hmm. this is my connection with friends time this is my connection with family time rather than just going yeah okay we're on this treadmill again and away we run and it's going crazy and we get to the end of the year and we're completely burnt out which sadly a lot of people are oh and look it has been a really tough year for most people over there Mm. especially if they've been small business owners doing Mm -hmm. everything and yeah and you're absolutely right michelle get that diary sorted put that space in it it's vital it's vital for mental health as well as your own well-being and health. yep and my final one was basically practicing what I preach. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really interesting because, you know, when you sit down, you go, oh, my goodness, I do these podcasts, I run workshops, I've got clients that I'm running strategy sessions with, and I haven't done any of that myself. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I did. I spent a lot of time this year actually just reflecting on what it was I wanted to do. And I learned to say no to some people because it was like, actually, I want to do this. This is where I feel that it sits best with my skill set or even my enjoyment levels because Mm -hmm. let's face it, we all want to love what we do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I spent heaps of time going, right, what's all the stuff that I do at the moment, writing it down on my whiteboard on the wall. And then I went, I don't enjoy doing that. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't need to do that. And so when people ask me to do that, I go, no, I'm really sorry. I don't do that. But here's someone else who can help you. This is what I can do, though, with you. And, again, that has been really, oh, it's, yeah, it's really uplifting to go through that process. And it's also really great when somebody says to you, what do you do, Michelle? I can turn around and say, well, actually, I do this. Instead of this really waffly, which is what I was doing at the start of the year, oh, pretty much anything to do with tourism marketing, this is what I can do. (laughs) Whereas, yeah, you just nail it down. So learning about focus, learning about saying no, prioritizing what's important to you and actually building a strategy for your business when I spend the whole time telling everybody else to build a strategy. (laughs) So that's a little bit of a secret. So hopefully all those people that I've worked with aren't sitting there going. (gasps) No, I don't think so. I think. Imposter. I think you can get rid of the imposter for 2023. That's done and dusted. You know, in any way, shape or form. And congratulations, Michelle, on you and your business. You've taken it through the hardest stages any business could possibly ever go through and you are just succeeding so beautifully and you're doing such a great job and these podcasts are amazing look it breaks my heart that I'm not on them every single week with you but nonetheless I knew that it would take it to another level doing the one-on-ones that you're doing and thank you for all that you do do to the, for the industry and and I'm so glad and so proud of you to hear where you've come because I know you were muddling your way through at the beginning of the year and God only knows we didn't know what was going to happen next and you've done a brilliant job and stand proud and do not feel like an imposter you've done really well <laughs> and congratulations and 23 is going to be beautiful for you 
Oh, thanks, Chambers. You almost made me cry then. <laughs> but no, it is. It has been. It's been a good year, but it's been a challenging year for everybody. And I think that's the thing. It's it's nice to have these conversations where we do get to the end of the year and go, what did go well this year? What did we learn? What are we taking into next year? Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. I don't like to use New Year's resolutions because... I figure that they're gone by lunchtime on the 1st of January. <laughs> <laughs> I know most of mine are, but in terms of areas of focus for you next year, what are you thinking? Like what are the three things that you really want to do next year or do more of? Or Well, I've got a couple. Of, I've got about three very exciting things, actually. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And some are personal and some are work, so it's good. So First and foremost, personal development within my career. I feel like I'm with a company that I have a lot of opportunity with and I really want to step up and lean in. Mm. <laughs> lean in, said by Cheryl Sanderberg many years ago. And I'm not going to lie to you, I've already started that process. And nice. I'm really excited about what next year is going to allow me to achieve and work towards. So that is front and foremost, because ultimately that's why I came here. Mm. So, and made that big move and that big change so really looking forward to my personal career development and watch this space next one is travel mm-hmm. I, I mean I've already traveled heaps I've been very fortunate enough to be able to go across the globe twice this year but travel to places I've never been before so Japan is the first one in January yes and I will be coming back to Aotearoa I think it's either one or two times next year as well plus yes I will be letting you know when that's happening <laughs> Plus, I have one or two other places we want to go, but also traveling around Australia and exploring my own mm. backyard because it's a brand new backyard. It's a big, so. country. <laughs> it's a big country. And there's so much, there's such a vast difference. You know, just very quickly, when I flew into Cairns back from the UK in November, I used to fly back into into Queenstown Airport, which you were surrounded by the remarks and absolutely stunning vista and mountains and everything. And Cairns is surprisingly mountainous. Mm. It's just covered in rainforest. Yep. Very different vista, but it's still beautiful. And I definitely felt like I'd come home. And there is so much for me to explore. It's just so different to what it was before. So I'm very excited about that. And then last but not least is plan my wedding. I know. <gasps> oh my goodness, yay! <laughs> it's only been three years. I was going to say, how many years have we been planning this? I remember oh sitting goodness. with you in Wanaka and we worked yes. on your invites and saved the dates. Yeah, that was three years ago. Okay, it let's really fire that up. <laughs> <laughs> let's reignite those invites. Let's make that plan. Let's get it happening. I am getting married next year, one way or another. I have Perfect. The wedding band is in a box in my drawer and has been for three years. It needs to go on the finger. Yes, so, it, it, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm happy to help you on that Thank one. Thank you. And I my found it up. here on Destiny, so it has to happen. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it's public. It's public now. Everybody's heard it. They're going to want an update <laughs> next year. So this episode <laughs> next year, everyone's going to be going, Chambers. What had a bit good. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I don't really need your help. We'll be talking straight offline after this one. Okay. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Mm. Yours, Michelle. Oh, yeah, this is an interesting one. I think like you, learning and development. So I have just joined the Institute of Directors here in New Zealand. Wow. So I've got a few, yeah, a few courses lined up with them. And ultimately I have three years to complete the 
five-day training to become a chartered member of the Institute yeah. of Directors. So yeah, that's my goal over the next three years, but obviously a little bit of learning in the process of that. I'm doing some stuff with the Chartered Institute of Marketing as wow. well. So they're based in the UK, but I've been a member there for a couple of years now. So just looking at where I can upskill, because obviously there's a lot of stuff changing in marketing and we're talking a lot of different terms. So yeah, so that's really important. I've got a few things lined up for that. I want to play more music next year. And I don't mean Spotify. <laughs> I'm going to, John bought me a guitar, oh, I think it was five years ago for Christmas. And I've got a saxophone and clarinet and I hardly play them. So next Jeez, year. whole band. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is you can't play them all at once, but maybe I'll play at your wedding. How about that? Hey? Oh, wow. So- <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So so I'm thinking like by this time next year, we'll be talking about your wedding and hopefully we'll be talking about me, maybe even playing in a band of some description. So watch this space because I went to Billy Joel a couple of weeks ago here and I've always loved Billy Joel because A, he's got a sax player in his band Mm. and we played a lot of his music when I was growing up and I've played a lot of those saxophone solos and I was just in heaven like seriously you should have heard me I wasn't singing the songs I was singing the saxophone parts while while we were in the (laughs) stadium I'm like I have to get back to this because I love it so much and it really does it you know when we talk about what brings us joy and it does so yeah high on my list next year and number three It's going to be my year of wellness. And I say that just because I'm, well, when we get into next year, I'm one year off a significant birthday. And so I just want to get myself to a point where I'm like, yeah, feeling fit, feeling healthy, feeling great and ready for that next O birthday. (laughs) My 30th. (laughs) And I'll be lucky to be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so that pretty much sums up. I think we're going to have an exciting year planned. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I really like that. And you know, with that music, it's going to bring you so much joy. The thing about having a hobby like that, you'll be so in the moment of what you're learning or the song you're practicing Mm. or that you forget about everything else Mm -hmm. for that hour and a half that you're in the room doing it and ready for your next lesson or ready for your next band meeting or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, good on you. Like they're true hobbies that are really important that switch you off. Yeah, from your everyday because they get your creative juices going. It is. It's a creative outlet. That's exactly totally. what it is. Yeah, totally. yeah. And it might you might not have an awe inspiring moment during that period, but because you've allowed those juices to flow, mm-hmm. you'll have it when you close the office door and you're back at your desk and you'll be like, oh, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Who I need to contact? Or that's what needs to happen. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, that's not the purpose of getting back into no, of course. But if that's one of the side effects, I'm quite happy is. with that. So, it yeah. Abs- I swear on it. It absolutely is, 100%. Yeah. Michelle, it's been so lovely catching up with you. Hasn't it? I know. And hopefully everybody's listened to us waffle on for the last however long <laughs> we've been here. But it's I'm sure they have because everybody used to love our banter. So, yeah, it's great to get an update on what you're up to. 
great to see you as well because obviously we're recording on zoom so we may pull some of this out for our social (laughs) promotions but just hearing your voice is going to be incredible for so many of our listeners so thank you for joining me today and yeah obviously have a very merry christmas i saw ben in the background there a little while ago so wish him a, a merry christmas from me as well and give boris the dog a big hug because he loves me as well. I know that. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. And he's hoping he might see you next year, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, he's I should have put that in my top three, shouldn't I? Yeah. Because Chambers and Cairns. <laughs> Just make what, it sorry. Our fourth one. We both yes. have the fourth one that we reconnect. That we catch up in person somewhere. Yeah, yes. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yep. That sounds awesome. like a great thing. All right. Well, I wish you the merriest of Christmases too. And to all your listeners in Aotearoa, have a very beautiful Christmas with friends, family, and know that 23 is definitely going to be more positive than 22 ever wished to be. So, Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've got so much clarity going into next year. So it's actually a really exciting time, isn't it? So we know what's coming. We know that there's going to be growth. We know there's visitors arriving. All of that stuff's really good. We just we just need good weather yes we haven't had a great run into christmas so far with this weather but hopefully it's going to come right usually it does after christmas day so yeah we'll be be fine and look we are taking a bit of a break on the podcast now so we'll be back middle or i'll be back middle of january so we've got some great episodes lined up for the start of the year and to bring in 2023 with a bit of a bang so make sure that if you are listening in you've got us on your favorite so you will be notified when the next episode comes out or come over and follow us on social media because obviously we promote everything there but yeah wishing you a very merry christmas happy new year safe and happy holidays if you are traveling make sure that you have a fantastic time and hope your businesses all do incredibly well over the summer period and we'll chat to you all in 2023 that's a bit scary (laughs) and diarize the time out enjoy your family time diarize that now and have some time for family christmas is very important for that Absolutely. Well, Chambers, thank you once again. It's been great to see you. And we'll talk. <laughs> we will get you back on the show again soon. Did you like the squawking birds in the background? <laughs> <laughs> All part of the sound effects of Australia. <laughs> I know. It's so beautiful. The parakeets flying in front of me. But anyway, yes. Beautiful. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you Take soon. Kakite. Kakite.